This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. offering is the truth, nothing more. And how deep does your rabbit hole go, my friends? Welcome to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, twitch.tv forward slash SeanRaz1. Oh, you're in for it tonight. we got a good show planned. I'm really excited about tonight. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I think we're going to be very informed. I think we're going to learn a lot of different things, conversations that maybe we haven't had in the past. So I'm looking forward to it. Of course, sitting over to my left is my beautiful, lovely wife, Lexi. How you doing, honey? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. You ready for some fun? I am. Good. I always love when people are ready for fun. And of course, uh, as I've been promoting all day, uh, we have an in-studio guest. First time we've had an in-studio guest here at the First 52 uh, in a long, long, long time, especially in this room at least. You might know him from the Rob Show on Bubble Army Radio. Patrick Welsh is in studio with us. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing great, man. I thought you were going to call me lovely. I didn't realize you were going to her first. <laughs> yeah, you're the guest host tonight. Yeah. And how far out this is, I'm guessing you're not going to get too many people in studio. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. I, I figured after you did a two-hour drive to do, or, yeah, two-hour drive to do, two hours of radio to do two more hours of driving, it would be a lot for you. <laughs> Dude, what's up with that Winchester Boulevard out there? It's 45 miles an hour. Is that? Do you have cops around here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Charlotte County Sheriff. Some of the finest cops in the world right around here. I'm so, just kidding. So I'm guessing that there's tons of revenue being generated on Winchester. They Is just, that correct? They just opened that road, what, two it's years ago? It's pretty much their only means of revenue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think so. Honestly, if forty-five miles an hour, man. A lot of places that would be fifty-five or sixty in different areas. Well, on the yeah. other side of it, uh, before you cross seven seventy-six, the other side of it is fifty-five. So once you cross where that new uh, Circle K was, I think it's a Circle K. Is that a Circle K or racetrack? Whatever it is, after you cross there, and that last leg of it is where it drops down to, to forty-five. When they first opened that road two years ago, it was actually forty. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah, they bumped it up uh, about a year ago. They did like a year of heavy, heavy, heavy revenue generation over there. They were pulling people left and right. And pulling off of 75 was interesting, too. Literally every single vehicle stopped at the stop sign and made a right turn. And I'm guessing there's not much traffic coming from the west right there. Uh, No, there's not. There's no road there. Yeah, exactly. Everybody (laughs) stopped, (laughs) and I'm like... I get bothered when that happens. I call people slaves often to myself in my car when they're doing I'm like, effins, can we curse on here? Oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I don't curse often, but yeah, I'm like, literally, man, you guys are like fucking slaves. Like, go. I don't understand the people that, like, cops will actually get bothered if you stop, you know what I'm saying, and wait too long. Like At certain things, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, oh, it's just, I, I get more bothered by that. The right turn on red, honestly. I, I don't know what that is. That's one of my... Biggest agitations in life. Well, you got to remember, especially here right now, you don't. I don't know if you guys see it up where you're at as much as we see it here, but we're very heavily um, seasonal here. So right now, every idiot you can imagine is in town. I mean, every idiot you can imagine is here right well, now. Well, thankfully they're here. They're helping us avoid having a, a state income tax. I know that all of our tourism. Yeah, that is true. 
But I always thank the Canadians. I do comedy, and there's Canadians around. I tell them that, like, man, I'm glad you're here because you're helping save us for having to pay extra taxes. Yeah, so Patrick is a stand-up comedian. Uh, what I found and learned after listening to him a few times on Rob's show is that he is uh, a conspiracy guy, shall we call it. Um, I don't like to use that term, but people understand it more, I think. Right, well, and that's the thing. You have to use terms that people out there can can figure out and But a lot and, and of people, understand. if you do that, you might as well just say crazy, though. Well, yeah, I, I'm crazy. I'll admit it. I, 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 my wife tell, will tell you right now. I'm very crazy, honey. I need you to go that way a little bit. Not tonight. back. And I don't yeah. like truther either. I know, I know a lot of people like that term, too, truther. Like, I don't know. I just don't like groups in general. Don't well, put yeah, me in a group. You don't want to be labeled. I don't not, like being not labeled. Not in any way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the, when people ask me, what's your political affiliation, I kind of huh. look at them, I'm like, well, you know, if you really need me to box myself into something, uh, I would consider myself like a conservative libertarian if I have to, you know, give you something you understand. Uh, but I just I just do my thing, man. I, I don't expect people to to do anything for me just leave me alone just don't just don't just leave me alone let me do my life the way i want to do it as long as i'm not harming you or anybody around me what do you care yeah good luck with that in our society yeah i know <laughs> uh, I, I know i feel you brother trust me I, I absolutely feel you so you know my wife i know a lot about you or i know more than my wife knows because i listen to rob's show and i i hear your stories and got an idea of of you know what you are but uh just give my wife an idea of, of what she's getting herself into here. I have no idea. I don't know what. Yeah, I think if you just start talking, and we start that? talking about things. She'll she'll see what <laughs> what what you're. Uh, Dude, you're they about. they say on when we do Rob show, they say they call me pissed off, and uh, but I don't look at it that way. And it's I'm more bothered by human behavior more than anything. Like I'm not really pissed, or I don't hate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that right turn on red. Like, I'll call them slaves and whatnot, but I do. I really think that's an enslaved person. Like, their mind's enslaved. They're afraid to break the so-called rules when there's nothing unsafe about that whatsoever. Slowly going, dude. A lot of lights. You're actually legally allowed to make a right turn on red going up to almost 15 miles an hour. Right. Well, a lot of people remember we're both Northerners. I'm from Jersey. I'm born and raised in Jersey, so it's a little different world up there, especially driving. But that goes back to all the idiots we got down here right now. Makes it a little more difficult. Uh, and I'm not a, I'm not a very big law person. I don't like a lot of laws. Uh, I think that if there's no victim, uh, you haven't performed a crime, you shouldn't have to deal with law enforcement at all at that point in time. That's always the way I've kind of lived my life. My wife kind of leans along those sides. Um, let's start with 9/11. Obviously. <laughs> Let's, let's just start Obviously. there. Let's, let's start no, there. no segue. I, let me just say, I saw a meme the other day, and it had paramedics. Had a picture of paramedics, had a picture of firefighters, had a picture of cops. Right. And it said, like, paramedics don't go out looking for people that are hurt. They wait for a call. Firefighters mm-hmm. don't go looking for fires to fight. They wait for a call. Like, cops should do the same and not be out trying to Absolutely. gather revenue. Because that's a lot. Like, you talk about around here. When I drove to Georgia, literally, like, I... I got a speeding ticket on the way up to fight a speeding ticket, and then I got a speeding ticket on the way back. Yeah, exactly. And like Patrick's Southern got a heavy Georgia, foot, honey. yeah, I, I drive fast often, but it's so annoying because like the the first one was twelve thirty at night. I'm in the middle of nowhere, just driving on the interstate, like ninety miles an hour. Oh, that's so unsafe. And uh, I noticed that there's literally nothing around there, man. So that has to be one of their main sources of revenue, like getting people that are just driving through the state. I think that's what I've been pulled over for the most. Speeding, yeah. My wife's got a heavy foot also. 
Well, you know, if there's no one in front of me or behind me, what the hell? <laughs> well, I got a, well, I got an argument the other day on on the air, and my argument was they like the people think it's unsafe. What's more unsafe, me driving 100 miles an hour by myself, not around traffic, or everybody driving in a pack of traffic at 70 miles an hour in a big grouping? I think it's more unsafe that than me by myself. And people do the whole the deer might jump out in the road or right. All these absurd things. But if a deer, do, just, if a deer jumps so out, so you're the doing road. the public a service by not being around them whatsoever. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> and if I crash, like I don't think I'm gonna caught. Most accidents aren't happening out on the interstates. They're not. Like if you mm. pay attention when you're driving, most of them are near intersections in some way, shape, or form. And right. that's just people not paying attention. Right. And the interstates are usually drunk drivers or just stupid people. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. We got a lot of stupid people around in the world. Well, with the tourists down here, we have so many people from different areas. People, old people, people that can't read English. A it lot of gets them confusing. Like, for sure. Like I, I don't. Know, I get. Uh, I don't get prejudiced on the roads, but maybe it's a little bit of times. Well, a lot of it. You know what? I comp, uh, uh, say a lot of it is due to the the fact that we are very selfish as as people. Uh, you know, if you're going to miss your not us sitting in this room, I mean humanity in general is just a very well, selfish. We're excluded from this. Well, from other. I people. think we're kind of selfish too, but uh, you know, most of humanity is very selfish. So if you're driving somewhere and you're in the far left lane and you you don't know where you're at, and all of a sudden there's that turn you need to make or that exit you're supposed to go at across three. Yeah, traffic. we just don't care. We'll jam on the brake and cross across everybody and cause an accident and 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 not even blink an eye about it. You know and and that's just humanity. But me, I'll drive down the next road if I got to, or pull over and back up, or I, I won't like shoot across. Although I drive a big conversion van, so it's kind of hard to just shoot across three or four <laughs> lanes of traffic in that thing. Although I have tried before, I think. But that's, I think, part of the problem is our, we're very selfish people, very self-centered as a, as a species. At least Americans. We know people just walk in front of traffic, like how they'll just walk out of a grocery store right in front of your vehicle. <laughs> don't even look, yeah. You don't even look. Uh, I'm at the crosswalk. I can do it. So a lot of people... Consider maybe they just have no will to live, yeah, well, and they're uh, just, you know, See, a lot of people would say they're narcissists and think that they're narcissists, like just looking at their phones and not paying attention. I think the exact opposite. Like, they're not, man. Like, I care about myself so much. I'm that big of a narcissist that I actually look for traffic everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm that concerned. <laughs> I don't think these people, like you said, they don't have, like, a will to live, obviously. They don't care. And it's annoying that we have to look out for them. Yeah, you know, like I you mean, have you don't to. Know. They might have gone grocery shopping and go. Who knows? Maybe someone will finally take me out today. Yeah, at ten miles an <laughs> yeah. hour driving through the parking lot. <laughs> I don't lot. know. Slow crushing. <laughs> Just break death. a leg. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. I've you had a know. few instances where I've gotten like super pissed off at people. Uh, very rarely do I get mad. Uh, a few weeks and you ago, felt justified in running them over. I, well, I almost wanted to. I, I really, I thought about it once or twice, but fortunately enough, I don't want to go to jail. Try so not to do that. I, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I definitely avoided that. Right. Oh, I'll say stuff to people when they're walking slow, or yeah, I'm I'm vocal at times. Well, one of my problems, one of my biggest issues in a parking lot, is people that walk along instead of across. So they walk off the sidewalk, and their car is, let's say, fifteen cars down to the right. So they walk in the middle of the road. As you're, you know, you're trying to let them go across, but they just kind of walk like across. diagonal, right. taking up the whole road for everybody <laughs> instead of like get across the road and then and then walk to your car. Yeah, That's- I actually, I I thanked a person. I saw a person do that the other day in front of me, and I rolled my window down. I said, "Thanks a lot, man," because I actually acknowledged what he was doing because not that many people do it. Like walking around with these like crutches across. Yeah, I, w- yeah. No, he went. He didn't walk to his car. Like, hey, I'm just going to my car. He actually took. At the most indirect route 
You know what I'm saying? To oh. avoid causing me to have to like walk. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so he walked oh, he along went, this yeah, curb or he something. Went out of right. Yeah, he went out of his way to let me way. continue just driving. Oh, as that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, I do the same right. thing, man. I'm totally because that's what I'm saying. I actually well, care about polite. my life, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I care about other people around me too, man. It's easier for me to stop walking as a pedestrian than. You just stop your car. Well, if we're going to do a, a, a driving rant, the other big thing that drives me nuts. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears, Patrick? <laughs> the other thing that really gets me is pull-through parking. Oh, my Lord. You lost on that I, old lady. Oh, my God. I flipped out on some lady one day. Do you know what pull-through parking is, Patrick? I'm not sure. All right. I don't think. Tri- I mean, I'm sure when you tell me, I'll know. But AAA actually promotes this. And what pull-through parking is, is, is when you pull up to a parking spot, you should either back into it or pull through the the one spot to the next spot so you're at the outer end. Make sense? Well, the, a lot of the parking lots I think of, you're at the outer end either way because there's... But nose out is basically what they're trying to say. So they're, they're saying that if you can pull through, if you pull into a parking spot, instead of stopping at the white line, they suggest... I see what you're saying. Okay, but what about the ones that are... One way this way, one way that way, and they're at angles, and the angles actually away from the. It's actually the way that you're driving. So if you would pull through it, you're going the wrong way you're when going you go the to wrong pull way, out. So then right. you have to do a weird. That's a good job, trip away. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, in that situation, it wouldn't work the way they say it would work. Well, people are morons, though. So. That's true too. So well, I go. I'm gonna give it a shot. I, I go to this. I go to my my normal place, and I go to pull into this parking spot, and this lady is on the other side, and I'm executing my turn in and she's starting to pull through and there's a van where neither one of us could see each other they're a huge van so i pull in and i stop i've got my nose in the parking spot this bitch pulls all the way forward into the spot i'm trying to pull into gets out of her car and walks away (laughs) (laughs) i whipped around i parked my car i'm like thanks Thanks for taking my spot. She's like, I didn't know we had assigned spots. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. And I never, I, I don't do that to people. Like, I don't raise my voice to people usually. I'm very calm. I don't, you know, I'll take the, the, the abuse and just move on away from it because it's not worth the conflict. But I actually said something to this lady, and I, I went into my pizza shop that I go to all the time, and uh, Tony's, and I just ranted for like five minutes today. You let that ruin your day. Oh, uh, today got my day got ruined today. Oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> Dude, the first night I met my wife, or we went out on a date, actually, I had a starter going out in my car, but I had a five-speed. So I parked it out at the end of the parking lot, kind of on the incline, <laughs> and I didn't do the pull-through. I did the park at the first one, and it actually was a detriment to me because I walk out and somebody had parked in front of my car. The parking lot was totally empty, like no other cars around. They had to park right in front of my car. So right. <laughs> I had to like call and get a, a ride from somebody and yeah, borrow a vehicle to go take her out for the first night. It was funny, man. I her her brothers would actually have to push start my car sometimes. They would like they were like young kids. I'm sure her parents love that, me coming over and like <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you can little kids come out here and push my car so I can pop the clutch. And Pat, uh, honey, Pat and his wife, you guys were high school sweethearts, right? You no, were, I met her when I moved down here. Like, oh, I was okay. 19 and she was 17. Oh, she right. was like a, a pastor's daughter and oh, all wow. raised with like a promise ring oh, so and whatnot. Like, and really I show up with like off. longer oh, hair job. and yeah, wearing tie dyes stuff. Like, totally not what they wanted. And, awesome. uh, yeah, we've been together for 22 years now, so it's okay. a long time. That's a long, long time. But 9-11, uh, yeah, what about that? <laughs> 
Well, you know, I just I'm, I'm trying Obviously. to give I'm trying to give people a, an idea of who you are. I, I've got news stories pulled up, and we'll get into some things. But uh, well, I don't. I like I tell people with 9/11, man, I have no idea what happened. If you think you do know what happened, you're out of your mind. But if you believe the official story, you're fully out of your mind. Because why don't we build everything out of those passports that they found? What within a couple hours? Right. That were able to withstand like fires and but, <laughs> the fires that brought down buildings and. But we couldn't find the black boxes that were made to survive these crashes or, yeah just all that or you just look there's no plane at the pentagon i don't i mean i don't know what i agree with that 100%. How, how do you have to that's what i'm saying man if you can see if your eyes work then and then you know that that there's holes in the story so you have to question it dude have you ever read the 9-11 commission report i've read bits and pieces of it obviously i've read a <laughs> bunch of different books you know uh reviewing it debunking 9-11 debunkers and uh, multiple different books. Watched every documentary out there on it that you could. Uh, so it's it's sad when you when you you, you question what goes on and pe- and nowadays, fortunately enough, seventeen years later, people are starting to go. Well, this really doesn't make sense. But what are we going to do about it? it? Doesn't really matter. They don't realize that we wouldn't be killing brown people in seven different countries if it wasn't for nine eleven. I don't know if you saw the story I posted earlier today, honey, or something I posted somewhere about we're bombing seven countries right now. It's on Facebook. I, I didn't pull that up. I got to pull only that one seven. Up. Well, officially we're bombing seven right now, but it's it's the ones that um, what's his face said uh, Wesley, uh, not Wesley Snipes, uh, General Wesley Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Blades running. <laughs> The, the one Wesley Clark, and I've played this a hundred times on my show, and once I find it, I'll play it again just to refresh your mind. But it's all those ones that we're attacking right now. Uh, you you had brought up Africa, or was it Africa you brought up, or South America? S- South Africa. South Africa, you know, right before the show, about how they're actually got white people trying to get the hell out of there. Uh, they're, they're trying to take their country back. Finally. What is this? Leave me alone, YouTube. They're not getting them out of there. They're killing them. Well, but there, there's That's a lot of different. people. There's a lot of people. It's that, not like they're being deported. They're, they're, there's a lot of people trying to... Uh, what the hell did I read? What's it called when you leave your country and you're forced out? Refugees. There's a lot of people that are like trying to call you know refugees, refugees and get out of there that way. Seven countries. Uh, I can't spell countries. Why can't I spell countries? Well, there we go. It's, well, I got it. I got it. So it, the countries that we're attacking right now were the ones that... And I'm going to play this again. I played it 100 times. They're the ones that were laid out. Right, exactly. Okay. This is from... This is from... Isn't that weird? We have our own little lingo. <laughs> I know, right? Our language. Like, seriously, like if you already know things... You know what I'm saying? You can just mention a few words and people know what you're talking about. Well, that's what I was telling Lexi. I was, I was telling her that you know when you started with, with Rob on his show, I... Uh, I, I swear to God, you're like a mirror image of me, or I'm a mirror image of you, or whatever. Like I said, you're like my brother from another mother, because we literally, he'll ask you a question about a conspiracy, and I'll be answering it identical to what you're saying at that given moment that you're answering it to him. So that's why I find it very interesting that we think the same way. So we've been brainwashed by the same sources? <laughs> <what you're> saying? <laughs> we, we got brainwashed uh, by you the... You guys watched all the same documentaries, yeah. clearly. By the conspiracy guys, right, exactly. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who used, used to work for me, and one of the generals called me and he said, Sir, you got a 
come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. It's great we find that funny, isn't it? So uh, I said, well, did they find some information connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no. Have you ever seen the clip where uh, George Bush is doing the thing at the pre whatever the, I think it's the press dinner, whatever that uh, BS no, no, is. no weapons under here. Yeah, no weapons <laughs> under here in the whole room. <laughs> He was making a joke about there being no weapons of mass destruction, and they had pictures and what looking under a desk or right, like made light of it. There's That's what I'm saying, man. Like it's I don't. I don't know what to say, honestly. Pretty. There's a song I got that starts out with that. One, of, I don't. I wish I could remember the title. I'd play it for you. No, he says there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's. You've seen this, Pat, like, right? We don't oh, know yes. what to do about right. terrorists, but. Yeah, I know about the project for the military. military and we can take down governments. The PNAC documents, a lot of people call it. You can go read that. They kind of laid out that that was pre 9 11. Signed one year before 9 11, almost to the date. Uh, and it was all the people involved that, that you look and go Wolfowitz and Cheney and, and uh, Jeb and who else? Some of the other people. They basically wanted to maintain the American empire that's. Lasted way longer than any other empire in history. So I, I mean, I knew that when I was younger, as I was getting, old, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and if you couldn't see China's the next empire, I don't. I mean, that's they've been building but, it up. It's definitely oh, looks big that time, way. dude. The 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 Chinese government now owns the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, that's a big hotel. I mean, they have like politician things events there tons of people have lived there. they've had all kinds of events that's a big historic hotel and some insurance company from china owned it and it was taken over by the chinese government so they literally own so the chinese are buying a lot of things in the united states i don't know if you're aware of that yeah, I did read wires of stuff. Up too. yeah i just read something about the uh, briefly today actually i think it was a drudge report about something with the chinese uh, and 10 percent. i didn't really read the whole thing i kind of was scanning through and it just didn't really grab me it's, well, you think their army, their military, that they have the same amount of people practically as the population of the United States, which is just astounding if you think that. That's scary. Yeah. Oh, they would destroy. I mean, absolutely. They're slowly building up. And that's what people don't. People, these low-level brainwashed morons, I don't know what you call them, sheep or whatnot. But the sheeple. They, they want to go into the, the white privilege, blah, blah, blah. Dude, we're white, and the people that they hate, they hate us. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people hate these white people, these white, rich oligarchs and the rulers and stuff, and they don't realize those white powers that be hate you and me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they hate all of us equally. Well, everybody all goes, they see is green, pretty much. Everybody talks about, you know, oh, you know, they, they, these guys are up there saying, God bless America, God bless this. Uh -huh. they, they forget that, or... The, the basic humans that, that you know have religions and go yes thank you thank for blessing it's a different god they're talking about it's not you know i'm not a religious guy i'm i'm an atheist uh, I, I need some more evidence uh, i believe the bible was written to control stupid people and, and that doesn't mean that that these other people don't have a religion that they follow and that's kind of where zionism falls into play well it's luciferian if you really like read into it right well i agree with that too but i i think they can't say it that way so the zionism movement uh you know zionists everybody goes oh well that's just jewish there's jewish zionists you're you're a, you're anti-semitic because you're saying zionist but 
You've seen that Cronkite bit, haven't you, where he talks about standing at the right hand of Satan? No, I haven't. You've never heard that? No, hold on. Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite says uh, he's with he's with some big group of important people talking about it. Um, Jesus, Satan, it'll probably come up. And, uh, yeah, he said, I can't remember what, what his actual, but he basically said that glad he was... Glad to sit at the right hand. Let's see. Glad to sit at the right hand of Satan. World government is the structure necessary for global for justice. I don't know how old your listeners are, but Mark, Walter Cronkite was what? The most trusted man? Isn't that what they called him? The most trusted news reporter Most trusted ever. news reporter. So this is a guy that came into people's living rooms every single night, and people listened to him for the news and believed everything he said. And then he makes remarks like this. Right, and don't forget, you know, Patrick, they illegal, They, they made uh, propaganda and news illegal in the 70s, but they just recently reauthorized using propaganda in the news. So Operation Mockingbird never really died, in my opinion. World government is the structure necessary for global justice. I'm in a position to speak my mind, and by God, I'm going to do it. <laughs> First, we Americans are going to have to yield up some of our sovereignty. That's going to be, to many, a bitter pill. Today, we must develop federal structures on a global level to deal with world problems. We need a system of enforceable world law a democratic federal world government. Most important, we should sign and ratify the Treaty for a Permanent International Criminal Court. Pat Robertson has written in a book a few years ago that we should have a world government, but only when the Messiah arrives. <laughs> he wrote, and literally, any attempt to achieve world order before that time must be the work of the devil. Well, join me. I, I'm glad to sit here at the right hand of Satan. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of people would just go, eh, and think nothing of that. But you heard him talking about, like, world government, and people love that. There it's, is no world government, Patrick. Stop with that. You know that that's just a conspiracy theory, that there is no new world order, and that they're not trying to, to build a global elite. Oh, wait, yes, they are. Well, if you look at whatever happens here happens in the other westernized countries of the world or it happens there first and then it comes here like you can kind of see I, man i have no idea I, I would say the agenda is extermination of a lot of people and well, i think 80 to 90 percent yeah you can see a lot of it being done like i've been reading a lot of stories recently from different areas from ever in europe from in the united states and they're talking about the the sperm rate and the fertility rate like how much it's declined and it's predominantly with white people here's a here's a good uh comment in the chat room there uh, it's from J.J. Riley. He's been listening to me since we started. He used to listen to Dangerous Conversation with Ledger. Um, he says, we we always talk about PNAC and their plans that led up to that, up to now. But what do we, what do planned after that? No one ever says what's well, next. Well, that was, the, that, <clears throat> if you read it, they planned the attack of all. That's kind of what serious stuff is going on right now. Am I wrong with that or i i think syria well again we're bombing seven nations all nations that have gone against either the gold standard standard or preventing oil transfer or just working with people that they don't want them working with russia being one of them um iraq or uh iran being another one you know remember uh, russia and syria and iran are big 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 proponents of syria and most of this Syrian conflict going on and the lies of the, the, the gassings and all these different things is all about a pipeline. 
Uh, most people don't even realize that's what started all that is is the U.S. and, and its, its allies wanting to run a pipeline through Syria and them not really wanting to cooperate. Well, I'm aware of that, and that doesn't take much reading to find that out. I don't think. I have. I I, I think one has to care just <laughs> enough. Yeah, you actually have to want to. <laughs> well, I guess if the media would tell that they do, they tell you to care, but they're telling you to care for the wrong people and the wrong reasons. And it's amazing how literally, like, you can, I could just get on Twitter and Facebook and pretty much I know what the mainstream media is talking about. Because I'm friends with everybody on Facebook. I'm literally friends with people all around the world from every. This is how I'm guessing, you know, you get those suggested ads, sponsored ads. Right. Like, I got one the other day, and it was for this Hugh Shine guy that's running for house in Texas. I don't live in Texas, but I got a lot of friends in Texas. And it's funny. I got an ad that was for him and an ad that was against him. At and the I, same address. At, 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 with, within like three postings of scrolling on Facebook, I saw those two ads that were against each other. And I had to laugh, and I said, I honestly think with their algorithms and stuff, I'm probably with friends with tons of Republicans and Democrats down there to where... They confused them. They didn't you know, know what I'm saying? Yep. And I want that. All these people want an echo mix. chamber. They're yeah. like, hey, hey, who's the flat earthers? I want to purge my Facebook of idiots. Who believes 9-11 was an inside job? I want to purge my... They just want to get everybody like them i don't want that man i want more people that aren't like me whatsoever because i don't i really i want people just like me are you kidding me well we don't know all the answers first of all <laughs> and you said that already with when we got started talking about 9-11 if you think you know what happened you, you're just as bad as the people that buy the official story because we don't really know what here's happened. here's a good analogy i watched this last night you ever seen the movie hot fuzz with no. simon Pegg, the zombie movie no i haven't it's one of the trilogy of you know who simon Pegg is actor we did like a trilogy of zombie movies and he was a london cop and he was busting too many people so they sent him out in the suburbs and he goes to this place where nobody's been murdered in like 20 years and every murder was basically an accident because they're trying to win the best village of the year for like 10 years running or something so they actually change the murders to accidents like but anyways he thinks he figured everything out he thinks it's all about they're killing this person because they own this land and this business front there's going to be a highway coming through and all this stuff he figures it out it's all about money and the reality was they killed the lady because like her front yard was horrible and they thought it was nasty the other person was a horrible actor and ruined shakespeare you know what i'm saying like so you think, you watch, and it made sense what he was saying. It was all about business. It was all about money. It was all about land and resources. But the reality of it wasn't that whatsoever. So I relate that to, like, the 9-11. Like, we could sit there and say, oh, they'd say it was for the PNEC stuff and actually go and throw all this stuff over there. And it may not have been even for that. That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you honestly have no idea. That's what I would never – I got made fun of because I say I don't know a lot. Well, I like to – I use movies a lot, and people get frustrated when I use movies. But I think – I honestly think, going back to the elite's religion, they have to inform the the useless eaters of what they're doing, what their plans are, because that's part of their religion. They can't do it without telling us. Well, they suppose they get power from it. Right, and they tell us – And it's an honor thing, too, believe it or not. Right, they tell us in manners that people go, ah, that's, that that's can't be what's going on. But they're telling us, you know, like – I honestly, I go always go to this. Lexi gets frustrated every time I say this. Winter Soldier. You ever see Winter Soldier? Um, a little bit, but I'm not a fan of the Captain America, those those movies, not too much. See, I think Winter Soldier is a good description or a good idea of what's happening right now. 
um, with, with Trump and everything else. Uh, basically, Winter Soldier is around Hydra, which is like the Nazis, let's say, mm-hmm. being brought into the U.S. government back after World War II uh, via Operation Paperclip. They even reference Operation Paperclip in the movie. And and they slowly began to infiltrate all means of the political parties. And they started to um, get their own people growing within the U.S. government to take over everything. And that's kind of... If you watch it and you really think about it and you look at what's going on right now, it could either be that or... You know, maybe Trump is real. Maybe, and if he is real, then I think he's going to be dead within the next, you know, six to eight months. <laughs> but well, we kind of talked about that because Trump's actually people are like, oh, he's the one with the elite once and stuff. He's actually done some things that isn't good for what the the powers that be want. He actually has put a. a a damper on some of their things, right? By withdrawing from some of the treaties and ruining some of the uh, some of the organizations that everybody loves, uh, putting people in there that are, that are going to purposely, you know, like the Department of Education, they're going to purposely run this thing into the ground to try to eliminate it. Uh, this one here just came out. President Trump replaced the dollar with gold as the goal, as the global currency to make America great again. And he didn't straight up say that, uh, but if you let me read this here. Inside President Trump, President Trump's otherwise standard Trump stump speech at CPAC was nestled what might be a most intriguing observation. Global cooperation, dealing with other countries, getting along with other countries is good. It's very important. But there is no such thing as a global anthem, a global currency, or a global flag. This is the United States of America that I'm representing. See, he's actually wrong. The dollar was the global currency, but it no longer is. It's falling apart, right? Because people had to, based on the deal that was made with the Saudi Arabians back in the day, to buy oil, you had to trade in whatever your currency was to dollars. That was called the petrodollar, and that's where a lot of these countries have their issues. They've turned away from the petrodollar. What is it? The the BRICS? What, Brazil, Russia, Iran? Oh, when they voted out. China? All them, they started trading in... Is it the is it yawn or what does what, what do they trade? Uh, I, I can't what, remember. I forget what it was. They tra- I just read something. I wish I would have shared that story. I just, but that's what a lot of it is. That's where people don't realize. Like the and back in the day, people used to hold dollars and reserves in their banks all around the world. Man, you can go look it up. And I don't know what what ten five years ago. It's been within the past decade. They really started replacing those dollars with gold. Right. Well, like yeah. real, actual something that has substance to it, not a piece of paper with different digits. And unfortunately, you know, we all try to figure out, oh, well, let's buy some gold to, you know, protect ourselves. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, there's, it's really the amounts that we could buy as regular human beings, as regular citizens, is never going to be comparable to what the government's already own. I, I have an ounce. I mean, I... I have my, I'm diversified in many ways, and I have one ounce gold that I actually, I cannot wait to get, I want to get rid of it, like, so bad, because I, I bought into some of that stuff, like, oh, you need that to trade, really? What am I going to trade an ounce of gold for? Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm probably getting clubbed did, over the head that, and somebody's and taken got, that. What was it, silver coins? We got some silver coins, you know, and so we ended up like losing. down small. Yeah, I would rather, the, even just junk silver. Dude, I still, if I see a pre-82 penny, I put it to the side, man. I still collect the pre-82 pennies for their silver content. I didn't know they were silver. Or not silver, I'm sorry, copper. Oh, okay, copper, I was going to say Pre-82, yeah. and then the, the nickels, I believe, they still are made with copper. So if you just keep any nickel, it's worth about 
I don't know. Copper was a lot more than it was it is now, but they were used to be like three cents. I don't know if you know that one penny that was pre eighty two. Imagine that. Yeah, you. Dude, they were selling them on eBay. I I sold some on eBay, man. I would go to the bank and buy a twenty five dollar box and actually go through it. People have sorters that they they use, but most of them are almost all out of circulation. Same with like the the silver. I wish I would have known that years ago. So I used to have a lot of a whole thing of pennies. My ex got rid of that though when we were broke. It was funny. They who was president when they went. It wasn't Nixon. It was, uh, I guess it was when when they went off that. I think it was Johnson put out a, a warning. He told people to not be saving their their silver coins. I can't remember what the reason was. He acted like it would be bad for the economy well, or something. Because people started hoarding them. They knew what was going on. And they, you, one quarter, a pre, what was it, 64 or 65 when they stopped using the silver? So, yeah, somewhere around there. So, yeah. One quarter a, a few years ago from then was worth like eight, nine dollars. Yeah, at least, yeah. Just on. one quarter, man. I bought some from a lady and she had a chick that was staying with her that was a server and she needed change. So she took a bunch of those old silver quarters and she said, don't worry, I'll replace them. And he's like, oh my gosh, you just. Took all my good. Could you imagine that? No, but yeah, yeah, people were smart, and they knew. Like, so I'm saying, man, you can. We're not smart anymore, though. That's, that's nah, no. People don't care. Well, they they are slaves, man. They want everything done for them. Like, like I have chickens, and some people look at us like we're weird. Oh, you should meet her father. We'll have to take you down the salties one time, Sonny. Where'd you come from? Salty. Cats don't bother, do you? Um, I, I'm allergic to them, but here's your uh, modern medicine. I I had strep throat, bronchitis every single year, allergic to cats. I had cats my whole entire life, and the doctors nor my parents knew that. Oh, jeez. Isn't that nice? It's like antihistamines, all this stuff. I moved to Florida and thought it was the weather. Got around animals the first time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm allergic to animals. And then people wonder why I don't trust doctors. Right. It's just one of many reasons. So you're not, you're not a big pharmaceutical guy. Nah, you're... man. I'm, like, so anti-pharmaceutical. I think they're, dude. Pharmacia just that's not good. Like most of the things they take that for pharmaceuticals, they take something from nature and they tweak it like one molecule. Yeah, so, so a lot of theirs. things they could use the actual thing from nature. Or I'm a big. I don't like to want to sound like a hippy dippy and whatnot, but like seriously, like THC, the cannabinoids are so good for people. In so many ways, and I and hemp too, man. I wish all these environmentalists, instead of calling for government to do something, would start advocating for hemp. Oh, absolutely. Think of mine. Keep in mind that part of the reason why marijuana is illegal now is because of the textile industry. Oh, I, I, if you go back and read about Hearst, our first flag was made out of hemp. The first American flag was made out of hemp. And they and that bothers me. Like I try to use the word cannabis because that's the actual name of the plant, and people want to do the dumbed down version, marijuana, which right. came from the Spaniards, the Mexicans, and they like demonized them. It, watch Reefer Badness if anybody hasn't ever watched. That's hilarious. <laughs> it it's is the funny funniest thing, man. Like keep playing, and she runs and jumps out the window. Come on, man. I like. I, I got into this old movie thing this past weekend, and I watched the original Manchurian Candidate. Oh wow! I don't even know how old that would be. Uh, it was well, Frank Sinatra was in it. It came out. It was based around the Korean War, uh, so that gives you a, 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 a good time frame. But it was uh, it was real. You've seen the the modern Manchurian Candidate, haven't no, you? No, I never watched that. Uh, that was a good movie, man. Uh, but the, it goes right along with it. The storyline stays very similar, uh, and it's all about these these soldiers coming back or that got captured in Korea. That got brought into, not Korea, yeah, Korea. That got brought into this experiment where they programmed them to kill anybody they wanted at a certain order, and uh, it was just, 
it was amazing to see that and and you you see you hear about the men who stare at goats and all these MK Ultra and and mind control and it makes you wonder how much they've experimented on regular human beings on on those of us just sitting around. Let's take a quick pay, break, Patrick. Uh, we'll we'll reset. We'll uh, see what we'll move to next at seven thirty. I got uh, a call from Joe. He'll be calling in. He starts his show uh, this Sunday on the, on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, so he's going to call and tell us about his show. I think it's a bunch of comedians, and it, it's a fun show. It's not the normal Raz Radio show. But sit tight, guys. We'll be back. I know what you're doing right. I mean, you're born absolutely free, except for laws of nature. Those, if you drink, you get drunk. That's a law. If you, if you get old, you die. That's a law, too. If you sit on a tack, you will bleed from the ass. These are the only laws that you're born with, and any government just fucks you out of that type of freedom. If you, if you really think you're free tonight, you, hero, Officer Bob, you're a free man. You live in a free country. But you're just, you go upstairs, you take your own beer you risk your life for. You sit on the hood of your monster truck in the parking lot and drink your beer and see how long it is before actual veteran cops come by and pound on you with truncheons on the kidneys to show, why, why can't I do it? I'm just having a beer. What you, I don't know. That's the law, though. You don't fuck around. You can't drive down the street without a seatbelt on. Why not? I don't know. You're going to put on a helmet. You can't sit in your own backyard naked, your own filthy, dirty flesh that you're born with. You know that body you carry around? Filthy. You can't sit up. Why not? I don't know. That's just the way it is. Mother! You're not free. You're not free in the least. You need a diploma in this country to cut hair. You're free. You need to keep your tray in an upright and locked position during takeoff. It's not just a hack premise. It's a fucking felony. And uh, cunty the hero sky couple I can throw you off the plane as a terrorist for going, why do I have to have this? This doesn't make sense. They say if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish... Then he's got to get a fishing license, but he doesn't have any money. So he's got to get a job, and he has to get into the social security system and pay taxes. And now you're going to audit the poor cocksucker, because he's not really good with math. You pull the IRS van up to your house, he'll take all your shit. He'll take your black velvet Elvis, and your Batman toothbrush, and your penis pump, and that all goes up for auction with the burden of proof on you, because you forgot to carry the one, because you were just worried about eating a fucking fish and you couldn't even cook the fish because you needed a permit for an open flame and then the health department is going to start asking you a lot of questions about where are you going to dump the scales and the guts this is not a sanitary environment and ladies and gentlemen if you get it if you get sick of it all at the end of the day not even legal to kill yourself in this country. Thanks again, John Ashcroft, you weird Bible addict, can't even handle his own drug. You were born free, you got fucked out of half of it, and you wave a flag celebrating. <laughs> You're born absolutely free. Yo, I'm comfortable. 
comfortable doing work in the studio. I'm comfortable giving fans an unruly show. Even if I gotta take a voyage like Julio to rock it, I'm with it, but outside of that shit is booty hole. No interviews with Technina unless you well versed on what I've done after so many years, how we sell work. Even in this climate, we climb as high as in hell, perp. But you don't know that I'm the new one to throw back, so whack. I hate doing radio, but I do it well. And it's done because the pushing for nine and crew to sell. But I get up in the establishment, never got the music, we have the shit. What I wanna do is straight jab and kick Timbo's to his tail. So if you're spinning me now, you take me to a buzz fun. And you think cause I'm bitching Technina buzzed up. Check it, I ain't trying to do no early interviews unless it's Sway, Johnny Dare, or Bubba the Love Sponge Comfortable. This is Bob Tuscan from the IntelHub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. Uh, welcome back to the first 52, guys. RazRadioLive.com, twitch.tv forward slash SeanRaz1. Make sure you check it out. Watch us watching us watch you. Watch me. Watching all of us. I had to play that. Comfortable Tech 9. Pointing out our buddy Bubba Love Sponge. You guys know I'm a big Bubba fan. So, hey, I had to give some love for him, giving some love to Bubba. That's pretty cool, I must say. So... Let me see. I got some things written down to cover on this next round. Uh, Patrick, Stanhope, awesome. I enjoyed that. And I had heard that one section of it before. I don't know if uh, I told you that or not. The license part? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did hear that. I think it's in a song, actually. Uh, the, that whole thing about the fish. I've heard that somewhere. I can't remember where the hell I've heard that, though. That's a great little rant. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I really enjoyed that. That stand. I love stand-up. That's one thing Lexi and I... Uh, we try to every every few months, you know, maybe once a month, maybe once every other month. We got a local comedy of Vasani's down here. I don't know if you've ever played there or even heard of it, uh, but they've got a lot of big stars they brought through there. Food's awesome. We try to make a date night every few weeks to go there, every six eight weeks, something like that. Yeah. No, I I, I know about Vasani, but you have to be cleaner than. A lot of people like. You know, you guys said that when I was up there with you uh, in the beginning of the I, month. I think when you're a headliner, though, I think they're a little bit different. Have Some we ever seen a clean clout. show there, honey? No. We've never seen a clean show there, man. No. I, I swear. I can't think of a show that Can was Can you name clean. one or two people you remember seeing? Oh, uh, we're like not name people. Yeah, we don't remember that. names really, dude. And, and we're going to see this weekend. Let me pull him up. We're going to see somebody this weekend? Yeah. Oh, is that this Caitlin weekend? And James wanted to go oh, see. yeah. No, yeah, it's a big guy, too. I forget who it is because we couldn't use our free tickets that we got. Like a fat guy or a... Uh, no. The last guy we saw was a guy out of Orlando, a black guy out of Orlando. He was on... Um, Ken Miller? No, he was preacher on America. He's got, he was on America's Got Talent. That's yeah, the guy that's well, coming up this weekend. I know, Preacher. Weekend. We're going to see him this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's who that... I think I'm that's who's sure, going to be yeah, there this weekend. Check. Did yeah. they buy the tickets yet, honey? That's either somebody we saw or who we're going to see this weekend. Yeah, yeah that was big for him, man, going out there. I, I tell everybody when they go out there, don't come back. Because everybody I know that's gone out there has come back. But how yeah, long I, didn't, you... I didn't think Preacher would be coming back this way other than to do shows. How long you been doing stand-up, Patrick? Um, it's approaching five years. Five years? Yes. You enjoy it? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only thing you do? Do you do other side jobs? Or... I mean, I... I'd have different ways of making money, but that's that's my main source of income right now, yes. Nice. Yeah, so it's, it is Preacher Lawson this weekend. Cool. Yeah, Preacher. His brother just moved out to L.A. There's a lot of people that just moved out to L.A. recently that I know, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I don't think any of them are going to top what Preacher's going to do. Because he, he's, he's, so he's uh, pretty good then? Um, if 
crowds love him. I'll just say that. I, I'm not as big of a fan of him, but he, he's a good comic, and you guys will enjoy yourself. He Seriously, he I would imagine he'll be in movies sooner than later, I would think. Nice. Because he's, he's, a really, he's a nice guy, man, and he works hard. Like, like a lot of those people that – remember Dat Fan? I don't know if you know that name back mm. in the day. I think he was one of the first people to win the um, the I can't remember the comic show. Last comic standing. Okay, yeah. And he he literally had like a good like eight minutes or something that was really really good and funny, and he won that. And a lot of people that win those, they've been doing it forever, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he went out on the road. And he didn't have the legs to actually to do it. Like it was kind of em- embarrassing for him. Whereas preachers like really put in the work and. Well, it's not an easy thing to do. I nah, mean. it's hard, man. And it's you talk about self starters and like being totally your own person, kind of. What like was the What was the Tom Hanks movie from the eighties? Ah, Punchline with Sally Field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great movie. It's horrible for a comedy, though. If you go like, that's not a good representation. It, but is that what it's like at all? It's been so long since I've seen it, man. Go watch uh, Seinfeld's comedian. If you want to see a lot of what it's about. And go watch Heckler. Jamie Kennedy has a good movie called Heckler where he went out. Because he, he's been bashed a lot. If you know who Jamie Kennedy is, he's not the most like person for some of his different movies and just thinks he's done. And he did a, a Heckler movie where he went out and found people like that bashed him like online and different things. And it was interesting. He brought him in and had a, like, a, did yeah, a routine just, like, for them or just like, talked to him. What's up? Like, why would you, you know, like he some of these people. Them. <laughs> yeah. Like doing just a few months I've been doing the radio. It's amazing. Like we have a listener that said that she, that I'm probably one of the people she's disliked. She hasn't like disliked anybody else more than me. <laughs> basically is what she said. Wow, that's And nice. I just laughed, and I was like, "Have I mean, do you not read the news? Like, I mean, What did I do? Yeah, I was like, what did I do, man? I have a couple opinions. Like, I, Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's amazing, dude. I've gotten so much hate in my period. I've been doing the radio thing here now for five years on my own station and my show. But I, I, you know, I worked with other people prior to that, and I've received so much hate, man. Uh, it's just unbelievable the amount of hate I've got over the past five, six years. People well, like I've done hate. it my... My dad's a coach and a teacher, so I literally got it from students, people I went to school with, people that are older than me, parents. Like I dealt with stuff my whole life. That's why I laugh that some of these listeners on our radio show they like think that they like bother me. Like it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, dude, I've been homeless. I chose to be homeless for a little while, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not much. Like I'm a dad. I'm gonna be a grandpa. Like in a couple months, not a couple months, a couple weeks. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Is that yeah, like news? you know what I'm saying. Like I've done so many different jobs. I've lived all kinds of different places. Like I've dealt with so much crap, and they think a couple like little jabs are gonna like bother me. It's so weird, man. Like, yeah. So I said I'm bothered at more human behavior, and like, and a lot of that is just the the sheep mentality. Well, are you are you excited about becoming a grandpa, Patrick? Because you know I'm a grandpa. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, really? Yeah. My my granddaughter's three. Will be three in May. Um, I don't, I don't really think about it, man. Just kind of like when I, we were having our first child, I was what twenty or whatever, and I really didn't think right. about it too much. Like I don't. So I said, but I've been to jail, but like you know, like I, dude, I got pulled over with those speeding tickets, and I said, here's what I had a nine millimeter put in my face for speeding on I four. Honestly, like the cop ran up, he was old, and he put his nine in my face, and I said, like my countenance didn't change at all. I don't know if I'm like a a, a psychopath, you know what I'm saying, but. Mm-hmm. 
But most people, if they've had a gun put in their face, would be freaking out. And I literally, like, my countenance didn't change. I was still the same. They shouldn't know. be allowed to do that. That that kind of stuff bothers me. Uh, oh, yeah. It he, just drives me nuts. He claimed, I didn't know what you were doing jumping around in there. I'm like, I know that's not protocol. As soon as you pull somebody over to jump out of your car and run up to their... I was doing, I just leaned over to get my stuff out of my glove compartment. I have dark tinted windows, man. You didn't wait for him to tell you what to do, Patrick. What's yeah, wrong with uh, you? And he yelled, he goes... He need to have he, authority to tell you what I to was, do. Dude, I was just leaning over to get my stuff and I hear hands on the steering wheel and I look over and he's got his 9mm in my face and I was like I held my hands up and I was like and he yelled again hands on the steering wheel I was like dude I'm just getting my registration well you didn't have the smell of weed bellowing yeah. out of the window no did you? I didn't but okay. I was dry- I was actually going to some libertarian convention in Orlando I can't even remember what it was but um, I said I think maybe it was my Ron Paul bumper sticker that yeah, that you know they did. Out. They did rate. Oh, that. back yeah. in the day, that yeah. was uh, that was one of those. You were a terrorist back in the day. That was um, who? Who was it? Uh, the the, the um, uh, not Massachusetts, uh, Missouri. There was a, it was a thing from Missouri. It was a Missouri um, watch for uh, extremists. Yeah, Ron, Ron Paul. Ron Paul bumper stickers having the Constitution. I've got a pocket Constitution sitting right here, right yeah, in front of me. That's a terrorist. That's document. a terrorist document right there. So he, a, he gets a gun pointed in his face for that. Yet, back when I was, and this was about 10 years back, I was pregnant with Mikey, very pregnant, and I was in cosmetology school, and part of our homework was taking home these mannequin heads, and we had to wrap them at night and bring them back. So right before we would leave to go home, we'd take all the rollers out, and the hair would be damp, and we'd put all the heads in this big, clear bag. Like a trash bag, like and a big trash bag. And there would probably be like 10 heads bag. in there. And I just threw it in the back seat. And Inside we had a duffel just, bag. And we had just come back from a trip in Jacksonville. And every time we'd go up there, Sean would throw the handgun in the glove box. So I got pulled over for speeding. And, you know, he pulls me over and he said, what's your hurry? And I was like, uh, I got to pee. And I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like looking in the back seat. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, they're heads. And he's like, right. All right. <laughs> well, and then he asked for my license and registration. I said, uh, I got a gun in the glove box. I don't know if I should just tell you that now so that when I, so it's not a shock to you. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, well, put it on the seat and just sit tight. And he walked halfway to his car and then he walked back and he was like, just, just, just go home. <laughs> just like, it's like my shift's almost over. Yeah. Go away now. I don't want to deal with this. It's like weird. at six thirty. It's almost seven. I don't want to paperwork. Like, Dude, I, I can't even. How am I gonna? There's not even a box to check for this. I should have this Heads set up at all seat. times. <laughs> no DJ. I didn't leave it in the dryer too long. I, I've gained a lot of weight. I, I'm, I'm being asked on the chat over here in Twitch. Well, I'm if, glad I didn't wear my shirt. My, I had yeah, my wife help me. You're sitting there trying to be proactive. And dude, I was in, in a hurry, and I said, hey, go pick out an outfit for me. And she picked out a shirt that she likes. And, dude, it was so wrinkled. I'm like, I'm not going to wear that, man. Like, I actually care a little bit. Like, wrinkles. I'm I look like I'm wearing a schmedium because this shirt used to fit me large, and I've gained, like, 45 pounds over the past two years. So, like, none of my clothes fit me right, and I've been slowly trying to buy new clothes to replace the stuff that doesn't fit me and this was the only kind of neat shirt i could find to wear tonight you know dj's cool though he's one of the cool listeners yeah he is he, he came over here from bubble army uh and he's he's interacted with us a few times and i enjoy having 
I enjoy all my listeners. You know, I'm a small little guy. I don't get the numbers at Bubba. You know, you get two, three hundred people when you're on the Rob Show on Twitch. We got what ten? Those are people eight? watching. I would love to know how many are actually listening. Yeah, that's true. Well, you you can find that information out. Oh, I'm sure with technology, but I don't know about it there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wanted to ask you. You know, I know. Again, I'm just a little guy. What do you think of my studio here? I mean, for a little home it's cool, studio, man. I, I, dude, I, I told you I've been listening to podcasts since like 2005, so I've seen all kinds of different home studios, and it's amazing what. I mean, dude, you can make a living doing what you're doing right there. Now, it's obviously going to take you a while to where you could get to where you're making an income, and you know, but like. It's amazing. With that's what I love about a lot of this stuff nowadays is cutting out the the corporate people. Yeah, Al, absolutely. That's one of the greatest things about it. There but is then no I know I, I, if if I hear you like stamps dot com, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> has a sold out. <laughs> uh, I would never go that way. Uh oh, Sherry's on or Shelly's on. I see that <laughs> Sherry Berry or Sherry Bush. Yeah, Sherry's Berries. There's Bush another one that advertises on every podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's on Bubba. Even Bubba advertises. Does he the, really? Yeah. They, the, oh, Sherry's Berries. Oh, he had Sherry's Berries for a long hey, time. St. Patrick's Day's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a promo code yet, Patrick. Let me think of... I delivered flowers, man. Like on a, It's amazing the different holidays that people buy flowers on and they need help. Yeah, well, you know Manson, he, his wife owns a flower shop up in the area there. Oh, really? Yeah. that she's. So- I don't know. I remember Manson from back in the day when I listened on 98 Rock, and, and I haven't listened for a while. I always liked him. And then I saw he's he's been, what, was his wife for like 35 years? Uh, something like that, yeah. amazing, man. Yeah, they've been together forever. Uh, I wanted to play this this one video here I got pulled up. I thought I just thought this was kind of cool, and it talks about how they used to try to figure things out in the past. Just after a cyclone had hit up north and we and we had quite a lot of rain up in Lancelin and Wedge Island and we, as we were wandering around we noticed there was a, a tremendous amount of rubbish on the ground which is really disappointing. The dunes are pristine and there was rubbish everywhere. Rubbish everywhere. And I simply decided to take some rubbish home and I bent down and picked it up and it was at my feet. We got word from the German Meteorological Society that they'd found the actual journal that the captain had filled out on the day amongst their 39,000 journals. And there it said, boat thro- a bottle thrown overboard, 12th of, Ju- 12th of June, 1886. And at that point, we realized it was real. So-, so these folks found a scotch bottle on the beach in Australia. And it was what they used to do. This was a German experiment in the 1800s. And what they would do is they would put these bottles... If you're on Twitch, you can see a picture of the bottle. They would put these bottles with these these logs inside of them of what ship it was, what the position was when it was thrown overboard, uh, and they would they would put the, a copy of that log into a book. And what they would do is they would ask people to find when they found it to mail them where they found it. And they were using this as a form to understand the currents of the water back in the 18, 19, early 1900s. I just thought that was really intriguing. This bottle is from 18, what did she say? It didn't work out too well. (laughs) Well, no, because they found the logbook that had the matching. If you go through this story here, they they actually found the captain's journal. The the colleagues compared handwriting samples from the form and the captain's entry in Paul's meteorological journal. Extraordinary finds need extraordinary, extraordinary evidence. So they actually found the the entry of this exact bottle being thrown over the ship. I just think that's amazing that they were able to, to put it all together. 
I had to come off the conspiracy thing because I just thought that was a really but how neat would they, story. I think that's that's interesting. But how? Where is this being logged, and where they could can you know what I'm saying? Where they could actually do something scientific from it? Like where? Uh, like was for, there a main place that like hey you? This needs to be yeah. on the back of the message. Ask the finder to write when and where the bottle has been had been found and return it either to German Naval Observer observatory. observatory in Hamburg or the nearest German consulate. So the German Naval ob, uh, uh, what's that word, hon? Observatory. Observatory uh, in Hamburg is where the logs were turned in. I, I would assume when the ship returned in that travels log was turned in with when the bottle was thrown. I just think it's amazing. It's just, I mean, think about... I mean, it's neat, but I don't know what good it's going to do them, is the point. Well, I mean, where was it? It was thrown out... I think somebody in government was creating positions for themselves back in the day. <laughs> hey, let's, uh... Yeah, between... Eight, stuff in a, a bottle and throw it out. I'll collect it. <laughs> between 1864 <laughs> until 1933, out. thousands of bottles were thrown overboard from German ships. Each contained a form on which the captain would write the date, the ship's coordinates, and details about its route. Uh, they they did this to get a better understanding. They were just drunks, and that's how they were getting rid of it. They're like, we can't, we really can't stop. be just tossing this. Okay, we're gonna put pieces of paper in it. <laughs> Dude, I worked with a guy that was in the navy, and he said they used to throw bags of trash out the back of ships. Yep. Oh, I've heard that before. And too. he said it was the dude. They loved it. He said trash day was the greatest day of week, and you would actually see just a sea of floating trash bags. It's... But yet these idiots. The leftists—they want to go get government involved to actually take care of stuff when they've been the people that are helping pollute or allowing the pollution. Government is the largest polluter. You know, my 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 normal co-host, Fortoed, Dave Cuttingham, he him and I have this argument constantly about chemtrails, and he'll admit that the U.S. government and the Navy are some of the biggest polluters, but can't believe that the government would actually do some kind of program. To pollute the skies to try to maybe stop global warming or you know cause the need for a, an aluminum resistant seed or uh, I don't know maybe just kill us all because that's what they really want. I, Patrick, your thoughts on chemtrails? Well, we already talked about it when you came on the Rob Show, but I mean, if you if you're older than what would you say thirty five maybe that you should know because if you've looked up any time your entire life the skies are way different. Mm. I noticed it, man, in like the mid nineties. Well, I noticed that the the contrails started remaining longer across the sky, and and I said, here's here's the same thing. Like with nine eleven, like if you think you know what happened, I think you're crazy. With the chemtrails, regardless of what you think, you can look and see stuff comes out of planes and it spreads across the sky and it creates cloud cover. Yep. That can't be good. Re- regardless, there's no way that's just water vapor. I live where the the planes fly over. I'm on the flight path from the Tampa airport and dude I watch it man I watch planes commercial planes fly over all the time with nothing hardly coming out or it's what uh, it looks like a few feet behind it up in the sky but then you see the ones flying way higher I don't what what, what do you get down here like I don't know Oh they they're horrible here we have a, a specific pattern I could show you thousands of photos I've taken and videos I've taken of the planes coming and you know where if you walked out my front door and looked to where you where you pulled into the apartment complex Right over there, there's this perfect spot where they can constantly come in and curve. And they'll curve over, and there'll be lines that just come in and curve over. You know, and then every once in a while, they'll curve the other way out towards sea. And it's 
it, it's not constant. It's not all the time. I, we might go a month or two where I don't see that, and I know, then all like of a sudden it starts it's up periods, again. Periods, man. I don't, it's weird, and I'm I'm friends with people worldwide that post pictures from different areas, and yeah, some places get it bad, man, and in other places, I don't think it's as bad, and then. It's weird, though. Like, it's seriously, it's right above your head how you can deny that. And then if you just go start looking into the geoengineering and different things, like, I love that they're coming out now and they're like, here's something we could do. Basically telling you what's already being done. Like, right. they're, but they're saying they could do it. But, that, but geoengineering is real. You can at least go read that. But And it's funny because everybody will go, well, you know, we did cloud seed in Vietnam, and we know that there's cloud seeding. So you think from 1963, 4, to now they haven't come up with new technology well, to do it, it better. They made it rain in the Dubai desert. Yeah, and, and they made they, it snow for the Olympics a few years can, ago. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they do all that. You can go look at the the Air Force, the owning of the weather in twenty twenty. Yeah, and they, they the talk about by, all that stuff. I'm sorry, they I think talk about that how they literally want to control. There, there was a video back in the day of these group of scientists, some type. I don't know what they were, but they talked about should they steer Hurricane Katrina away from New Orleans or not? They mm-hmm. actually. There was a video. I don't know if that's on YouTube anymore. It's, you know yeah, what I'm it, talking about? Yeah, it's, it's from the beginning of uh, what in the world are they spraying? Oh, really? See, I watched the actual just straight up the video of it. Like, and Yeah, they talked about steering Katrina. Well, like, they were talking about the, the um, what's it, what do they call it? The uh, If you do something and you, what word am I looking for, honey? That's, that's, you, that's sure. your job. You have to, to finish out some more the, of your thought process. <laughs> My part of my wife's job is to help me think more so Patrick. than if you do something. Yeah, um, the, basically what they were saying is, you know, if we do this and we steer it away from New Orleans, and let's say we sto- steer it towards Mississippi, and we save the life of three thousand people in New Orleans, but we kill a hundred people in Mississippi, you know, how is that? It, it, how do how do we make that decision? How do we? How do we have the authority to make that decision? Is basically what they were saying. Is that what you're thinking, Patrick? Yeah, that's what that's what they talked about. They talked about my whole point is they talk about steering a hurricane. Like that's well, yeah, insane. That's, that like they the can whole, go. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless if they're what, just that they could steer a hurricane is now insane. whether or not that you know the chemicals that are being used or material that's being used is actually being used to poison us or not. Is is another story, and I'm not so sure that that could really necessarily be proven. I mean, weather manipulation, I think, definitely is going on, for sure. You, can, I, I don't know how you could deny that. I just don't know if I'm if I'm grabbing on your stance of that it's all toxic and it's being done as a means. Well, I think a lot of it is corporations, dude. Sick- they need to dump their their toxic byproducts somewhere and they it's amazing they're allowed to basically poison us through law i bet you that when it comes Wouldn't out it be easier to just dump it off in the ocean though or in some sort of riverbed somewhere well that or... used to do that back in the day like they well, used to dump their their fluoride their hydrofluorosilicic acid in and there spray it in the sky i, I, mean. I don't know man I, that's what i'm saying there's there's more than just a poisoning it's probably multiple reasons but like they they i Here's what I love is they're eventually going to tell us that they're doing that, that they're geoengineering the planet is for global warming. And a lot of these people that denied it and said you're a moron for believing that will now come out and defend that, which is just insane that you can't. (laughs) Like we talked about Edward Bernays. I don't know if you heard that when we did this show, Raz. Did you hear that? 
I'm, I'm sorry. Edward I, I, Bernays. What about? I, I, I was getting a call for work, so I was nah, just checking really? that real fast. Um, well, we just talked about Edward Bernays, and he literally wrote a book called Propaganda. And right. Ger- Goebbels used that over the Nazis, used his propaganda techniques, and it's been used on the people of the United States. But, but one of the things they've done throughout history is a he helped woodrow wilson with world war one do the wilson ran under the motto of he kept us out of the war well bernays came up with this thing of uh keeping the world safe for democracy that was kind of from bernays and they've used that what how many times spreading democracy around the world and he started with the whole the fearing the communist presence in different areas and the ruskies how long has that been being done Dude, that was done with the Banana Republics back in the day. Like, they Guatemala and all that. Think about how many governments the U.S. has interjected in or, or caused caused what they wanted, the results they wanted. And, and we're sitting here screaming and yelling about uh, the Russians being involved in our election, but yet... We've put we put Saddam Hussein in place. We look what we did in the in the forties to Iran. Dude, just look at Gaddafi recently. They have, Gaddafi. You know they have slave auctions over there now in Libya. Yeah, well, you did know, you hear about that? Like, yeah, he kind of kept order and stuff. And and dude, I'm sure there were some people mistreated. I'm going to guess that's just the way it is. Just like in this country, there, I I feel like that's I'm mistreated, man. I'm thrown in cages for possessing the flowers from a plant how am i i truly believe this man i'm part of one of the most discriminated groups on the planet being a cannabis partaker because dude you seriously get thrown in cages well you just gotta you get, not let them know patrick i mean but that's the thing though <laughs> like you go there's so many people that do it and they get pulled over for speeding or a taillight out or all these different things and they get arrested for something we're like they should be thankful we're nonviolent. Could you imagine if all the cannabis partakers that get thrown in cages for well, unjust law? Like, if we were violent? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we would, uh, unfortunately for us, we'll never be violent because that's just not what we are. I'm going to play something for you, Patrick. I don't know if you ever saw this. Uh, this is uh, former FBI chief Ted Gunderson. Does the name sound familiar at all? Yeah, yeah, I know all He's passed away recently, uh, a few years ago. Death actually. dumps, otherwise known as chemical trails are being dropped and sprayed throughout the United States, in England, Scotland, Ireland, Northern Europe, and I have personally seen them, not only in the United States, but in Mexico and Canada. Birds are dying around the world. Fish are dying by the hundreds of thousands around the world. This is genocide. This is poison. This is murder by the United Nations. This element within our society that's doing this must be stopped. He died very shortly after he put this out. So uh, I've used his his stuff in videos I've put out before. I used to do these these uh, chemtrail videos, Patrick. If you go to my YouTube channel, Sean Raz one. Oh, dude, I used to go out and like record them and like. I'd talk to people out and about when I when they were being sprayed and like record it and stuff. Like, yeah. dude, I went out. Here's what I said: like back when Al Qaeda was all crazy and everybody's worried about it. Oh my gosh, fear, fear, fear! I went out one um, Black Friday, and I said, "What better day to to go if you were Al Qaeda, ISIS? You know what I'm saying? The gluttony of Americans, and not so much now with online. But remember, like Best Buy would have the lines outside their doors for like 
Dude, weeks. Yeah. yeah. For Black Friday. I never was a participant of that. It's amazing. Like, And I was like, dude, these people line up. They're there. What? Where are the terrorists? Like, why not go kill them? Here's so, the worst people you can exactly think of. like you want to. That would be the epitome, and it would be they could just drive along and like kill so many at a time. Like, those think of those black. Like, they just oh my gosh, they, so much carnage can be done today. But anyways, I was at Toys R Us and I was recording. I asked this lady, I go, "Don't you feel unsafe? There's no security out here. Like, without Kai, she goes, I'm security, and I was like, Come on, man. And then she goes, There's security out here. You just don't see it. They're hiding. I was like, Oh yeah. Jeffrey the giraffe's gonna like propel down the side of Toys R Us and save you. But yeah, she she was more bothered by me recording her out in public than than me actually like. Uh, and people don't understand the the laws to that that you have no right to privacy in public. It's just the end of the world. It's the end of the story. Sorry about your luck. Yeah, you're out in public. Sorry if you don't like it. Even cops don't like, get that. Dang, like I had it in her face. I was just recording as I was going along. But yeah, that just made me laugh. There's securities here, and they're. What oh, you saw down at, with the the shooting down there? It doesn't even matter if you have security and authorities called what thirty nine times on that kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like people, oh, people are like, hey, government, take the guns and this and that, and like, well, what what more could have been done down there? Oh, the the cops could have did their job. Uh, for starters, uh, they could have went in when they were shooting, like they should have. Um, they what could, about these, they, mm-hmm. dude? People are calling these kids heroes, right? All the kids that are going to speaking out, right? Um, where were they when this kid was being bullied in school? Well, why didn't they stand up for him? Exactly, when, right. like they're like, hey man, they're, look at them, they're out there, they're these. This is the future. Those are the ones that helped cause the problem. Yep, they picked on them. They, they made picked them. on him, man, yeah. dude. I wasn't like that in school. Seriously, I told you, like being a, a coach's son and a teacher's son, I got picked on like crazy, man. So I actually had a heart and empathy for people. Like, dude, people would haze people playing sports. You know what I'm saying? I never got into it. Like, I never understood it. They, dude, I remember being young. People like, let's go de pants them and stuff after football practice. I'm like. Isn't that a little bit homosexual well, you, like, in nature? Like, I don't yeah, have... and it was. But you think about, I would never want to be in school now. No, 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 no. It's terrifying. In fact, if I can figure out a way to get my son not in the public school system, I'm going to do it. But everything's social media now. I mean, if you're going to be humiliated, it's going to be broadcasted. It's going That's the to thing, be though. nationwide. Kill you can't hide from that. You can't... You know, it's everything times 10 now. And they'll bully people online. So people have been bullied on Facebook. They kill themselves, and then they want to go blame the bullies. They don't have to be friends. Right. I don't like when that stuff comes about, man. I'm Seriously, like, if my child was harassed online, I would look at them like, why are you still friends with this person? You should not be friends with them so they're not posting on your stuff. Yep. And the teachers are bad, though. My my daughter's in seventh grade in a public school, and she has to deal with a teacher that, like, posts things with them on Instagram and, like, oh, wants to do different things. And, like, yeah, my daughter, my daughter's such a good kid, and she got a referral the other day. And, like, yeah, my, my children know, like, if they get in trouble at school and it's not for, like, really something that they did wrong, they're reason. never going to get in trouble at home. So We're kind like, of the same way for the yeah. most part. The teachers threaten them. I'm going to call your parents. And my kids are like, go ahead. <laughs> like, they don't. I, my son got kicked out of school last day, last period. The bell rang and he went to leave and the teacher stepped in front of the door and he's like, 
um, will you please move so I can go home? And she was like, you don't leave until I say you leave. And he was like, well, what do we have the bells for? And he turned around to the class and he goes, why are you all standing, sitting there? He goes, let's go home. Right. She said he was trying to incite a riot. No, he was trying to go home because exactly. the bell rang and said it's time to exactly. go home. Exactly. <laughs> so I went in and I argued against the principal. They had to bring in one of their, the, the security guy on campus and I ended up getting, <laughs> I ended up getting kicked out. I could imagine <laughs> I got kicked out of the high school going to pick it up my son. But Raj, you want, let me t- say this really quick. My, my children go to a private school. You right. want me to talk about this? They go to a private school. It's a private Christian school, and it's been really good, man. Like they 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 get a lot of a grounding there. They do tons more work than in the public schools. By the time they get into the junior high and the public school, they're so far ahead of their classmates. But anyways, at this private Christian school, I noticed they got these like they're probably like seven feet tall and like two feet wide. These big like banner things. And they have different superheroes on them. Batman, Wonder Woman, Iron Man. And they have Bible verses related to that character. So Iron Man, they have the Bible verse of, like, put on the full armor of God. And it goes through all the different things you're supposed to wear. They're attributing that to Iron Man. There was a Batman one about something about secrets. or I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, that is the actual definition of blasphemy, right? In a roundabout way? like. And I'm like, am I the only one that sees this? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I go in there, and I'm not. I would. I never consider myself a Christian ever, but I, I believed a lot of that stuff. But I never said I was a Christian because, hey, that's not his so name. They're so grasping at straws is, and trying to relate. And I'm sorry, that's not going to relate. Yes, right. They're trying like, to get the attention of the kid with with something that they think yeah, they're going to get. And here's but my they thinking: fall is, out of the whole right. premise of the the, the yes. initial thought in the first. They've place. looked at all them as superheroes the whole life. One person. That's why I hate the superhero movies too. It's always one person is the answer. I guess you got the Avengers and now they're working together. But most movies we get, it's one person, right? And he's the hero. And just let them just sit back and let them do everything. Like, well, in the Christian right. world, that one person's supposed to either be God or his son. I don't know which one you want to worship. I don't know. But, I get confused with all that stuff anyway. But you know what I'm saying? It would be one, like, you'd one of those not looking toward Iron Man. Like, really? I'm looking Come at on, a guy man. in a robot suit, and that's supposed to be God? That's supposed to be something leading me down the road? And that's where I got with the whole, we've never done a Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, any of that. And I, A, I didn't want to lie to my children, but I also did that, man. If I'm going to teach them anything with a God being or anything like that, right. why would they believe that when they can't truly physically see it? The same as like all these other things. You know what I'm saying? They're right. going to find out Santa Claus is fake. Well, Mikey called, us, Mikey called us out, what, two years ago? He called us out. Well, he didn't call us out, but he kind of just asked. He said, "Is Santa Claus? I don't think Santa Claus is real." And I looked at him. I said, "You know what? You're right. He's not." So, yeah, my, there I you found go. <laughs> my my Santa Claus presents about a month before Christmas, a couple weeks, fourth grade, or four, not fourth grade, four years old. I remember oh. finding them in a closet and playing with them. I opened them up and played with them. <laughs> and then Christmas morning, a lot of them were for Santa Claus, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I knew, you know what I'm saying? I knew, I found out, discovered my parents were lying to me, and I never wanted my children to do that. You right. know what I'm saying? Because right. why would they, honestly, you believe in Santa Claus, and you guys fake, why would you ever believe in a God as you get older? It's it's all, and that's what I said, man, Christians that, that buy along, go along with all that stuff. And even if you know about it, just the whole where Christmas comes from. You, you think you'd really, yeah. And I, Easter I, and all of it, all of its pagan stuff. And I'm and glad they, we didn't follow through with it and, and definitely you know, push that to let him make his own decision. Of course, we had that other conversation. Uh, you know, you can't let other kids know this. You can't, you know, you have to kind of go with the 
Because it's not right for him to do that either. We basically said, don't be a dick and, yeah. like, go, Santa isn't real. Don't ruin destroy. it for everybody. Yeah. My middle you daughter know. wanted to tell people, kind of. Like, I'm she, sure. she was like, let she, me ruin it for everyone. <laughs> no, she's not that. <laughs> That's she thinks, exciting. She thinks they're being <laughs> lied to. That's, you know what I'm saying? She's yeah. more that way. Like, yeah. lies, lies, lies. Yeah, don't she be lied. didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? She thinks, like, You've come been on, deceived, man. deceived, people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is probably JT. JT, is that you? That's me. How you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. Thanks uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, sitting here with me is my wife, Lexi, and Patrick Welsh. I don't know if you – he was on Rob's show. I talked show. to you the other day, JT, when you called in the Rob show. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was and Rob like I usually do. Yeah, and yeah. And he just ignored me. But <laughs> so basically, I invited you to swing by for a little bit here tonight. We wanted to uh, introduce introduce you to the the station first of all. Welcome to Raz Radio. You'll be starting Thank your show. You. You'll be starting your show this week on the station. Uh, seven to nine Sunday nights. Um, just give us an idea of what we're in for. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest. I haven't really listened to your show. Um, but okay. I I like to have content. So let tell tell my listeners and, uh, and everybody sitting here what we're what we're in for. Uh, you know we're uh, we're trying to be funny. I guess um, I got Marfan Mike on my show. He's a good friend of mine, um, and uh, he helps with the content. And uh, you know we do bits with him, and you know fake commercials, uh, you know silly stuff. We just try to be you know creative and different in our approach. We have like. You know, celebrities from the dead call in, shit like that. You know, that sounds interesting. Know. Yeah, it's a it's a shitty show. It's just you know, it's just you know, we're we're new at this. We don't we know. Call, we call it the Two Idiot Radio. Podcast, right? Is that what the name of the show is? It's Two Idiots versus the World. Two Idiots versus the World. That's it. That's right. So, are you guys actual comics yourself? Are you both stand ups or? I I am. I, I actually. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, how I met Rob actually was uh, I called into the show to see if I can get Shuli on um, because I was opening for Shuli. And then Rob was like, hey, can I perform? I'm like, yeah, fucking A, come on. And then, you know, that's how that's how it happened. You know, you're based in, where are you based out of? I'm in Miami. Okay, cool. But the Miami scene sucks, unfortunately. There's, there's a couple of good comics like uh, Dougie Almeida. Yeah, I know Dougie. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny as shit. You'd think there'd be a, a good comedy scene over there. You're saying it's really not that good, though. Uh, not. Re- I mean, not not that I know of. Not with it's his just, accent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> where you are you originally you from? You don't know what Miami is. <laughs> Miami is a different world down there. Where, where are you originally from? New York or Connecticut? Uh, Staten Island. Staten Island. Oh, there I'm not saying New York accent. I'm saying he uh, sounds a little white. <laughs> he sounds white. <laughs> yeah, man. That will go to Miami. That it I only know, took uh, Patrick. It only took Patrick an hour and a half to go racist. Like I know, like Jul- Julie Baez, I know her. Do you know her from the Miami scene? Julie Baez? Yeah. See, she's a she's like a Puerto Rican chick or whatever. I know she does tons of shows down there. Yeah. Once you get into Miami, Miami, man, it's like a different world, kind of. I got family yeah, in Davy, so. It, it, you know the you know the problem is is that it's um it's very hard to I it's very hard to break out in Miami. You know, you either got to be in New York or uh, in L.A. Those are really the two two spots because not a lot of the clubs put on the up and comers, you know, and the guys like that have good material and you just want to get some stage time that are reliable. Because I know Dougie had an issue with uh, comics just not showing up, and and that sucks because then guys like myself who come in who are actually prepared and and ready, 
um, don't get that opportunity. Yeah, it's not a meritocracy, and I was told that recently by a, a, a person at a club. So, <laughs> on your act or on your routines, when you get up there, what um, what's your direction? How do you run your your routine? Like, do you have a a certain agenda? Terribly, you, <laughs> terribly. Uh, and I yeah, ask, you know, it's, like it's horrible. You have like political type comedians. You have uh, sexual no. type comedians. What what do you base your routine on? Uh, coming in towels and then wiping my face with it, shit like that. You know, like you know, just stuff everybody can relate know, to, right? It, <laughs> stuff I do in real life, basically. You know, shit I do in real life. Okay, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now the show and, and, and my wife, because you know she's a terrible person, but that's okay. But I, I still love her for that. What is it with comedians and hate and their wives, and they're always angry at their wives, or always having issues with their wives? Is that just comics? Uh, you don't know. I don't, well, I guess that's yeah, definitely. So only comics get divorced. Gym, so I can talk shit. She'll never listen to this interview ever. So, <laughs> so tell us about the show. What do you guys cover on the show? Is it do you do news? Do you just kind of sit down around bullshit? What do we? You know what? What, what do we cover? What are we doing? I mean, it's I. I, I we got bits. We got parodies. Stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, we got topics like uh, the other day. I made everybody watch uh, a video of a girl pulling out anal beads, and then she didn't realize that there was shit on it. So she put the anal beads in her mouth, and she ate the shit. Okay. And I, I tried preparing for the video because I watched it beforehand because I was the one that pulled it, and uh, I still stuff. gagged and almost vomited, and it was yeah, that's disgusting. that's that's uh, pretty gross. So that's what we're in for on Sundays <laughs> on theradsradiolive dot com. <laughs> Super, that's a hell of a visual. I know you are. I know you have other outlets where you're picked up. Where can people pick up your podcast that you've already done, the shows you've already done, if they want to try to prepare themselves for what they're going to be in for? We are on uh, Twitch too, as well. So I can't play the nude stuff live, but we can play the audio, which is you know, which is all right. Okay. And plus, I got like explicit material everywhere because I don't want to get kicked. You know, at least everybody knows. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to kind of be a little ca- careful on Twitch. Kid. You know, Twitch is a uh, Twitch is kind of hairy. Uh, so we got the uh, the the. Well, I'm confusing myself. Oh, with and the, no oh, name idiots. network. Yeah, no name net- network. Uh, I reached out to them and. Uh, they they were totally cool with putting us on, and they said, you know, whatever you guys want to do, like, if you want to put it on other net- networks, and, and that's when uh, you and I got in touch with each other, and I think this is great. I just want to put it out and get the most feedback possible from people and just try to make it better, you know, and just, you know, grow, I guess, and yeah. that's my main that's all. That's all we can do here. Uh, just keep pushing to do it, make it fun. Uh, again, I want content. The two hours of your stuff is going to be great for us to have over. Uh, I welcome you guys. That's why I wanted to bring you on to say hi, introduce you to the Thank audience, you. and uh, let everybody know Sundays, 7 to 9, uh, two, idiots po- uh, two Idiots, what is it again? I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, two idiots versus the world. Two idiots versus the world. And we're going to be on at seven p.m. We'll we'll be on Roz, and we'll also be and hopefully we'll be on uh, BTLS. That would be fantastic. Maybe one day. So you I'm can actually push talking it. to Rob tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see what he what he says. Excellent, excellent. Well, Joe, good luck with it, man. If you have any problems, any questions, anything I can do to help you out, man, you let me know. Thank you so much, and. Uh, Pat, it was a nice meeting you, man. Hopefully, I get to work with you one day. Yeah, I'm sure we'll meet. I got family over that way, too. Pat, uh, he wants to work with you, too. So, you know, maybe we'll have to make a Miami trip together. That's all. I've been to like four. In in Orlando on the 27th of April. So, um, that's a little out of my area. We can talk and, and yeah, just have Pat (laughs) reach out to me and I'll, you know, 
I'll see. I'll see what we can do because I wanted to put Rob on that show too, if possible. Oh, dude, we would both come over if you want to book us. We would definitely take both the chuckle bus. Come over. I don't know about. That. I don't Maybe like we'll that we'll book band. you. You know, I don't like that word book. What's up? I, I want to put you on the show. He doesn't like the word book. He wants to put you on the show. Okay, I understand the difference. Put you on the show, and then we'll, we'll, we'll give you some, some money. Is that okay? Yeah, I, I understand. That. See, I know the comedy lingo, too. I oh, so book, if you lingo. book it, you get paid. If you, yeah, if you get put on the show, you might get uh-huh. paid. Is that the way that works? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I get it now. I get it now. All right, Joe, good luck, man. And uh, I'll check out this Sunday to make sure you got everything rolling right. And, uh, again, if you have any problems, let me know. You got it, man. Thank right. you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Peace Thank out, you. brother. Have a good one. I wanted to get the promotion for his show on there, and, you know, definitely uh, it should be interesting. I hope they don't play anal beads, but, hey, whatever. Everybody does well, their I think own thing. You do too much of that on Twitch, so. Yeah, that is that is true. If they're on Twitch, they're limited slightly. But, uh, you know what? Everybody does their shows the way they do their shows, and I want all kinds of content. We got Kinky Katie. I mean, she's probably played with anal beads once or twice herself. Just saying. Uh, Buzzy's calling. I'm, let me call Buzzy back. Ready? Who wants to talk to Buzzard Bob? Oh, have you ever talked to Buzzard Bob, Patrick? To say about no. Shit no? Anal beads, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's not going to like the anal bead talk. <sighs> Buzzy, how are you? Oh. Oh. Y'all need Jesus. Who is this? this that, Would you pull your other. anal bead out? Do what? <laughs> huh? What did you want? You called me. Yeah, and you wouldn't answer the goddamn phone, you son of a bitch. Well, you hung up too soon, bastard. What do you want? I didn't hang up. You hung up. <laughs> uh, well, you was just talking about how you was wanting content for your for your station. Right. You need good content, not shitty content. God damn, we already got troll. you on there. Well, you, listen, Buzzy, don't don't troll me on my own show, first of all. But second of all, you don't start out great. Hey, you hey, have hey, to build hey, up. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey. There is an opening at Tuesday night at uh, 6 p.m. <laughs> Hey, I started early for you tonight because I didn't want to hear your shit about starting too late. Don't give me a half yeah, you a always, wrath of you're crap. Always late. You're always late. Oh, I wasn't tonight. I started at four after tonight. Do you have something intelligent to say or are you just hassling me? I just did. Okay. What the, what the fuck? Hey, get on my goddamn phone. I got shit to do. <laughs> Bye, Buzzy. Uh, have you ever seen anal beads in person? Not in person, no. I've uh, no, no. I saw him when I was. Dude, this is the only night I, I don't ever know remember if I want blacking out in my entire life. I mean, I've seen them in person. I, I, you don't I, want to black out I, when anal beads are around. First we, of all, we uh, we oh, drove no. to uh, this girl's house and she showed us her mom's anal beads. Oh. And I remember they start out really small and then they progressively get bigger. Her mom's goes. anal beads. Yes, and I was like, oh, I remember Why looking at that, going, oh my gosh, like I. I'll never forget yeah. that. Like I, they seemed like, just as a seventeen-year-old, it seemed very odd. It's very you know, odd to actually see yeah. that, and you you just start having sex like a couple years. Prior. Yeah, I was gonna say at that point in time, you don't you don't know anything about anal play. Uh, it's no. 17, 18 years old. No, That's a very popular I, I, thing now. Oh, people, it's like I'm surprised they don't wear shirts odd. that say it. Like I give up the anal or something. Yeah. But. I'm sure there's <laughs> yeah. shirts out there that actually <laughs> probably say that. is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, oh my gosh! What what people put out nowadays? Anyway, I got to spin off the anal bead yeah, thing gotta, here. Yeah, we we got to move off oh. of anal beads. Oh man, um, Patrick! Since we were talking anal beads, and something I had wrote down because we haven't really discussed this, and this is a, it's not an issue with me. It's not. I don't have a problem with the situation. I have a problem understanding the situation. So 
when we get into like the trans, me too, uh, feminism type seventy two thing, different genders. Yeah, where's your where's your stance on that? Or your <laughs> uh, not stance? I, I mean, do we really have Dude, to? Have I don't this care. Kind of... I, I, people can do whatever they want, but when they want to start forcing people to use certain words or think certain ways, then I'm not down for that at all. And that's kind of where my problem. The whole it's just weird, man. Like people. Like, we're going to have a grandchild, and people would say, oh, you shouldn't, you know, force a gender upon them. And it's weird. Like, some what? things they want to go with yeah. science, and other uh, things they don't. Right. And that's. You know what I'm right, saying? Let's right, pick right. and choose what we, we want to go with with science. And even not even just science, but like a lot of them are the evolution, survival of the fittest, strongest survive. You know what I'm saying? They believe that supposedly, but yet they won't allow it to be lived out in the world. Well, and, and you see these. these We've had this discussion a few times recently, and again, I'm there is legitimately seventy-two different genders. Well, I know I heard types. the sixty-three from the German guy. Now it's seventy-two. Guy. They that had was great. to. Did you? Did you ever see that video? No. Perhaps? There's no, no, a video no. of this guy. It's a German. Uh, one of the representatives, basically, like in the Senate or the House, right? And he gets up and he goes to the, and then he announces the sixty-three different genders. He addresses them all. And then he says whatever parties he's from will be voting against the non-discrimination bill or whatever. Like It was funny. He addressed 63 genders and then told him, we're voting against the bill that you guys want. Because well, they wow. do. It doesn't stop yeah. with that, man. That's what people don't realize. It's not... Civil liberties. Civil liberties. The pedophile. The pedophilia. No, it's, they're it's, trying to make that a disease that, and dude, make it I okay. I saw that a few years ago from UN people. They were talking about it at the UN, how they're going to tr- they'll be treated like homosexuality. You're born that way. And a lot of them, they'll say they haven't acted upon it. I saw it in the St. Pete Times, man. They had a story about this like 30-year-old man. And his mom was wanting you to have sympathy because he's a pedophile, but he has not ever acted upon it, is what they were claiming. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this, yeah. But now they're saying, you could be whatever you want, man. There's people identifying as children so they can fuck little children. Right. Like, well, there's a girl that wants yeah, to be a baby. It's, it's dangerous the, territory. Yeah, yeah. That identifies as a uh, five-year-old. Right. She wears a baby. That's child abuse, wears man. A the people. And, Dude, yeah. I read a story of a person giving his, the, like, four-year-old um, hormone replacement therapy stuff. Like, that's sick. See, that's not okay. That's Dude, so that person sick. should go to jail. I yep. really yeah. believe that, man. That's child abuse. I, I do believe that you are born, uh, when you're born, you can be born gay. I do believe that you can be born to Do you think there's anything tr- with the bisphenol A and the Oh, absolutely. The, the feminization, feminization of men, yes. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can look around and, like, see it, I think. Like, something there's, terribly wrong. There's something wrong, yeah. yeah like, well, just between the that, the vaccines, that between that, vaccines, <laughs> over-medication, you know, the, the fact that I saw a great commercial today, and it was for um, it was for some golfing app, right, to, to schedule your golf, and it was on Fox News. And it opens up, and there's this guy standing there in his, his beautiful kitchen. You can tell he's supposed to be like a rich kind of guy, richy guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, when my children grew up, I planned on golfing daily or something along those lines. And he goes, and then it pans out a little bit as he's talking, and there's like a 30-year-old kid sitting in a height chair, or 30-year-old guy sitting in a height chair behind him. And he goes, but this kid never wanted to grow up. Mm-hmm. And he holds up a chicken wing, the kid, and he goes, are these free-range chickens, Dad? And the, <laughs> the guy keeps in with his little thing about, you know, using this app to schedule your golfing because the kids never grow up. And it's all making fun of our society right now because these, these people, and this is something I'm trying to combat with our son, 
these people are allowing their children. You know, I lived with my. I'll, I'll be straight up honest. I lived with my parents till I was thirty. I moved out for maybe a year with my first wife. I won't tolerate that from our son, by the way. I, I get that. It's there's a whole but enabling thing that's even though, going on. Even though I li- hold on, being hold on, friends hold with hold your kids. And, even though ugh. I lived with my parents until I was thirty, I worked full time. I took care of responsibilities I had to take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, I was an only child, so it, it was different. You see my relationship with my parents. I know. So, but it, we don't hold responsibility to these kids now. We're not seeing them being forced out into society. I never not worked. I always worked. I just, I didn't want to leave. I had kids young, and I made stupid choices, and Carol and I didn't get along. I get it. So, yeah, but... I get it. It's weird now. It definitely is different. Circumstances unique, whatever. But little boys are acting like total fucking dude. My pussies. My daughter. My daughters get up. All of them. My twelve-year-old. She has to be out at the bus at six thirty. Do you think I'm awake at six thirty in the morning getting her up or at five thirty? No. She gets (laughs) up on her own, man, and she's out the door every single day. She's 12. My 8- and 10-year-old girls, they wake themselves up, man. They make their own breakfast in the morning, and many mornings they come in and wake me up and say, Dad, it's time to go to school because I drive them to school because they go to a private school. Yeah. So literally, like, my 8- and 10- they've done this for a few years, man. Like, they That's totally nice. take care of themselves. And they get up. Dude, my 10-year-old sets her alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning. My son's we don't have back to leave till seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. He, my son's he's back gotten and better. Forth. Sometimes yeah. he wants to jump out a couple hours before school. Other times, I have to go in there and wake him up. But he'll get himself ready, and and he'll be going out the door. I'm not, you know, these parents that are you know sitting there dressing their kids and dragging them out and oh, well, well, we 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 hate a lot of our our children's friends' parents. <laughs> like, oh, it's bad, man. I, I, we, we, I, we used to take them to all the birthday parties. We had to deal with all that, and then we'd have birthday parties. The parents would come over. They don't leave. Like, no. leave, man. We don't want you here. Like, honestly, <laughs> we don't want the parents there. We just want the kids. Parents can leave. Go have fun. Why would you want to stay? Like, we breezed over briefly. We breezed over the uh, the shooting here in, in uh, Florida recently, uh, Patrick. Tomorrow, our son is staying home from school and possibly the next day because uh, we learned that they're going to be doing an active shooter drill, a red alert oh, training that's when drill. when real things happen. Right. <laughs> Often when they run drills, that's when real things occur. Right. And you see where we live. We live in a very rural area, so I don't, I don't believe that's going to be the problem. I hope not, at least. Uh, but I don't... I, I, I'm all good for the police and the the teachers to train themselves up to what to do when these events feasibly happen. But they don't need to do it. It should be done on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon when the kids aren't there. Bring the teachers and the police in. Let them do their training and leave the kids alone. We're not letting our child participate. He's not going to school for two days because of the the fact that they are threatening. And we don't know for sure because they're not telling the teachers um, I don't want to throw the individual under the bus, but somebody who is very close to Mikey, who may have foreknowledge of this information, resource officer, <clears throat> told us that it was going to be the 7th or the 8th. So we've decided he's not going to school. What would you do? Would you allow your children? Would you want your children to be involved in that? I don't know, man. Honestly, if I found out about it, I might question it knowing that that's when things often occur. Seriously, you can go look. Big events often occur. Right when- after the la- most recent one. I don't. You didn't hear last week. I had my co- my cousin's wife on. She's a teacher at the school 
in in uh, Fort Lauderdale in Parkland. Stoneman Marjorie. Yeah, she she's a, a teacher over there. She was there the day of the shooting. She even discussed how they were all told there was going to be a drill. Oh, I heard about that too. Yeah, and this was on my show from a family member of mine telling and me. And while it. everything was taking place for the good first hour, she thought it was a drill. Mm-hmm. They're in this room with all these kids, and they're just sitting around like, oh, I guess it's... she got a text from her husband. That's how she that found out that there was something going on. That he saw on the news. I mean, come on. And, and just like every so many events, if you go and look, like there's reporting, there's people that gave interviews where they saw like a person in like full body armor. Yep. Yeah. Um, that David Hogg that people say is a crisis actor. He may be, he may not. I have no idea. He's yeah, obviously pushing an agenda. But he, there's videos of him saying about his best, his friend. She had two best friends die. Then it was three. Then it was four. Like people change their. There's multiple interviews of people saying they they saw multiple shooters and like from different yeah. areas. From the retired FBI father who is part of a security company that wants to put metal detectors in schools or something and along those lines. And the girl that, that ran into the shooter that had no gun, right? No body gear whatsoever. And, he, and pe- yeah, people said and that. And they're like, shooting the, going off in some other part of the building while she's talking the, to him. The How Uber, can that be? The Uber timeline. The person that drove the Uber, like pretty much, he dropped him off, and supposedly he walked in and started. Just shooting like right after that, but that's not the timeline the sheriff put out. No, not, not even close to up. the timeline the, the sheriff thing put is out. A total mess. Yeah, and that's where you, that's where like people wonder why people question things. But you're the bad guy if you question this stuff. You're you're the bad because guy because the children. It's for the children. All right, Patrick, we're gonna wrap the show up, brother. Um, it's been a it's been a pleasure having you. I appreciate you taking the four hour drive time that it's going to be round trip for you. Um, we are going to feed you after the show if you'd like to have some food. Uh, I don't know. I've had your name up your your uh, your uh, Twitter, I Twitch, Twitter. I get so confused sometimes in my head. I've had your your Twitter uh, name at f Patrick Welsh up on the screen there. Yeah, I any, don't tweet that much. Yeah, anything else or any place you want to send people to, you know, follow you, promote you, find out what you're doing, anything along those lines. Nah, man, just. I'd, I'd rather people just start thinking for themselves, and I don't care if you follow me or at all. Don't follow anybody. Yeah, think oh, for yourself. You're just yeah, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, what about that? You're gonna have any many guests on going? Hey, don't follow anybody. <laughs> all these people mentioning their Get away Twitter from me. addresses. Don't follow them, man. Don't follow don't me. Follow. Why are you even listening to this show? Stop listening. Don't follow anybody. Sheep. No, it's good. Listen to whatever you can, man. Seriously, like, dude, I was younger. I used to listen to Bill Maher all the time, man, and I I can't now that I'm like more older and. Wiser it's hard to listen to regular news, yeah. Yes, like, and I loved Bill Maher, like, and I love Patton Oswalt, people like that, man. I, it's weird. I loved a lot of these people, and now that I'm older and more knowledgeable, like, I totally disagree with so many. D- was, DJ said, write your memoirs, Patrick, already. I know, man. You're one of the only people that's going to read them, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, I said I would I would call it. Uh, I thought about it today because I was re- listening to something about poor things and this and that, white privilege. And I was like, dude, my parents owned a Pinto and a Granada. 
<laughs> Pinto and a Granada. And a Granada. If you know anything about cars, those They're were the two, two worst cars you could buy. <laughs> horrible. They caught on fire. Both of them, right? I know one of them did. The, the Pinto and, and rear end collisions, even slow speed. They yeah, would that's explode. what I laugh. Like people talk about white privilege, and I can tell you so many things of growing up poor. Like, I mean, I guess we had a car that was good, but we had like the worst car you could have. Right. <laughs> and you can also catch Patrick Welsh when when Rob is doing his show Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Bubba Army Radio. Hey, let me just say, if there are anybody uh, up in the Ocala or Crystal River area. I'm going to be up at Bonkers March 16th and then March 17th. There you go. Go check them out. I, we, I, if we're not on call, if I'm on call, we should go up and see that. Oh, that's way too far, man, for you to drive. I'll, I'll be down this way sooner than later. Where's Crystal River? Oh, dude, it's like an hour, almost an hour north of me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's way up there. Yeah, that is a pretty good Yeah, Bonkers, Ocala, Bonkers, Crystal River, March 16th, March 17th. I'm going to be with uh, a gay guy, man. Uh-oh. Are you yeah, going to be with a gay guy, or are you just going to be with a gay guy? I'm going to be doing comedy with him, and then we may make out afterwards. His name is Jeff Jones. He's actually hilarious, man. He, he's seriously really, really yeah. funny. I wouldn't cute? say that about too many comics like locally, but he's from like Orlando, heading southeast over that way. But, yeah, he's legitimately a funny guy. That's good. I don't, I don't say that about a lot of comics. I'm a comedic prick. You don't want my opinion about comics. We don't want to hear your opinion on no, all the comics. No, because I think most of them are doing hacky, cheesy, or they want to be dirty for the sake of being dirty. I think you're going to be finding that out sometime soon. When's when's the Mutt Show starting? Uh, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday at 7. Make sure you check, check out The Two Idiots. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. It should be interesting. Uh, Patrick, again, I want to thank you for joining us down here, taking the drive and the time Thanks to be here with me. us. Guys, check us out next Tuesday. Back here where we are. Fort Total will be back with us. Obviously, you can hear the replay on Bubble Army Radio. I, I don't know if it's going to be Sundays, but, hey, you can hear the replay over there whenever they do it. So guys, just just be good human beings. Care kisses, about everybody kisses, around you. Kisses to the Bubba Army haters. Yeah, got to love and kisses it. kisses to the lovers, too. Peace out, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone with arms stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check 
for intelligent life. Now's time to connect. It's an SOS. The death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us in the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole world explode. Moving free, unguided through the beautiful asylum. Actually, the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... Hey, if this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians and he's got cum trails. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. Radio Live. Love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bump diggity.